sing as one for this country we're walking on we stand together to protect this land for the future we're hand in hand welcome to another episode of the environmental as anything podcast all right, we do have a bit of a feature here today on gas. We have been talking a lot about, uh, you know, the big issues of climate and weather, but, uh, you know, there are big issues that we have um, really need to focus on, uh, you know, which just includes the, the gas issue, which has been such a big fight for the Northern Rivers. So we have, as we've said, we've got uh, we've got Joe Holden sitting on the line waiting to go on. Hey, Joe, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Hi. Th- thanks for joining us. Yes, indeed. No worries. Did you hear that report from the uh, from the uh, Radio National? Have you heard that one already? Yeah, no, I hadn't hadn't heard that one uh, yet. But it was very interesting. Um, <clears throat> 180 million tonnes per year is an estimate. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like they're saying, almost all of it is actually uh, from human. You know, the, the, the final upshot of it seemed to be that, that almost all of the uh, the methane that is going up is uh, is is it's like one or two percent ended up, um, which is a total reversal. Like initially, the industry said, "Oh no, we're not doing any of this. This is from cows burping and um, from swamps and all that, and it's anything but us." But now it turns out to be it's us and the fossil fuel industry. Yeah, well, one of the biggest problems is that um, we don't actually measure that emission um, accurately. We're waiting for a satellite to come online so that we can see exactly what is going up there from the industry. So. Mm, mm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm almost, I mean, like as, as much as that is a terrible uh, set of statistics that we're doing a terrible wrong in the atmosphere, there, at least we now can see that there's actually, there's actually an upside to that, isn't there, which, which is that we can dr- drastically uh, impact on our climate uh, effect by, by shutting down the, these leakages or these, these methane-producing industries. Mm, well, that's questionable. I think, you know, we really need to stop approving any extra projects that's right. By stopping, by shutting down these uh, methane-producing projects, we can actually have a massive impact on climate because they're they're going to have a massively negative impact if we let them go ahead, aren't they? Yes, true. Our politicians, though, are still aren't factoring in any of these losses, are they? We hear them talk about um, with the new deal between the federal government and the New South Wales government, two billion dollars to um, yeah export and free up and get that gas out from under our feet. Always, the pretense is that gas is a cleaner fuel than coal. But yeah. we, we progressively know more and more and more that with the leakages and the loss in compression and so on down the track of the production line, that gas is just as filthy as coal. Oh, if not worse, look, you know, methane, what is it, 85 times more potent in the short term than CO2. Um, it's not a transition fuel. That time is over. And we definitely need to be looking well past it. Mm. That's the big message, though, isn't it? It's always talked of as a transition fuel, mm. a clean transition fuel, and it's just a total lie. Yes, pretty much. And the 70 uh, petajoule renewable energy $2 billion carrot that has been dangled is, um, yeah... Just coincidentally in, in turns out to be... Best a... interest, that's for sure. No. And it just turns out to be the estimated quantity in the Pilliga Basin, doesn't it? 70 petajoules. Oh, yes, coincidentally. Coincidentally. It does match that amount, <laughs> yes. 
amazing how these things just seem to add up. Um, look, Joe. Look, the, locally, there's obviously you're part of uh, the, the local movement. You've been been working on this, you know, for years mightily. Mm. Um, it, recently, there's been a bit of an uptick in action. I know that there was a workshop uh, this week. Uh, in Lismore and that there's another one planned in Kyogle. Can you tell us a bit more about those? Uh, those workshops uh, yes. to help inform people about the risks from the project and to get them thinking about writing a submission to the upcoming um, Independent Planning Commission. Right. That's going. We still don't have a date for that and we don't know whether it will be a public meeting or a hearing but it will be held in Narrabri and these workshops are to help people uh, come back into the space. Um, obviously, it's been a few years since the Pillar of Push camp and all the Leewood stuff was going on, so yep. it kind of has gone a bit off the radar. So just quickly, the Narrabrite Gas Project is an 850-plus well proposal by company Santos, and it will be in the Pillar Forest, um, which unfortunately sits atop the Great Artesian Basin Southern Recharge Zone, which is an incredibly important resource to the farming communities out there. Um, so this proposal is a direct threat to that resource. Um, it's been 10 years coming, this project. has had multiple delays. Our community out there has been working really hard um, but because it's dragged on so long, um, community are pretty tired. You know, they want to see an end to it. So it looks like we may be at the pointy end of this with the assessment process coming um, to its culmination. Well, that's, uh, I guess, uh, a, a maybe a good thing if it actually concludes the fight. And these, these fights often get to that point, don't they? I know with the Bylong Valley, I was talking to people from down there where they, were, they had the coal mines there threatening and threatening and threatening and many, many people exhausted by that fight over the years, some of them who moving away and getting out of it until finally one day the, the decision came through and uh, they'd won it. And it, yeah. it seemed like it was a lost fight for so long until it was finally won. That's uh, so often the case, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And look, this one is very, very winnable. So there was the workshops, um, uh, we co-hosted, NWPA co-hosted a workshop just a few days ago in Lismore with the Knitting Nanners. Um, we had over a dozen people show up to that workshop and we just went through what the submission process is likely to be like and the facts around the um, project itself. And yeah, it was a really positive event and it's enabling us to get our heads into this space again so the Kyogle date uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet but it will go on all the various Facebook pages and go get emailed out to all the groups and um, I'm thinking possibly that we may do one at Ballina and maybe Mullumbimby as well if people are interested in that they could get in touch mm, yes definitely where should they get in touch with you um, they can get in touch at our email address, which is northwestpa at protonmail.com. So that's or they can contact me on Facebook. That's pretty easy too. It's um, Jojo No CSG Holden on Facebook. Okay, sorry, I'll just get that from you again. That was uh, northwestpa at proton.com. 
protonmail.com. Protonmail.com. Okay, yeah, I can down. send through you those details if you want to add oh. them to... We'll post them up to our Facebook page yeah. if you can directly and then people can access them from there if they want to or they can go to find you, uh, Jojo, uh, yeah. no CSG Holden yep. on um, Facebook. I think I'd be able to provide you with um, a few different accounts on social media because that's one of the actions we're actually asking people to do is to get on social media and start re-engaging with this campaign and following various accounts to keep up to date mm. with it because we have several um, things that are on the go with it. So it's starting to get busy in this space again. Um, that's great. Yeah, so... Well, well, they're throwing massive subsidies at it, aren't they? They're going to give the New South Wales government $2 billion and the, <laughs> the, the endless subsidies to fossil fuels. They just don't stop. And, then, of course, the subsidies go back the other way from the fossil fuel companies to our um, politicians for yeah. their electoral yeah. campaigns. $2 billion. I somewhere it was over $1,000 per person that was going to um, fossil fuels as a subsidy sure. I think that's a massive amount um, also in the Santos space we've just recently been um, there was there's recently been a parliamentary inquiry into the chief scientist recommendations I don't know if you've heard about that a little tell us more okay um, so what happened was it was revealed in a question time in Parliament, I think, that um, some of the recommendations that the chief scientists had attempted to put in place had not been implemented. So um, the Legislative Council formed a committee and they've had a hearing into that. Uh, we're due to hear the report back on the 28th of February, but that was very revealing because it seems that over half of these recommendations that underpin the New South Wales gas plan have not been implemented. Right. As yet. So you can't really have a gas plan without key recommendations that ensure safety and reliability no. being implemented. And, um, you know, as we all know, you really can't regulate this industry into safety. So that's a very interesting occurrence. And following on from that, Justin Field, MLC, is going to lodge a New South Wales CSG moratorium bill. Oh, yeah. And that's due to be debated in Parliament on the 26th of March or the 2nd of April. So right. we're also asking people to um, get onto your Labor, um, Liberal, anybody, lobby your state, your MPs, to support that bill. Because if that gets passed, all our misery could be ended. Yeah, right. So we've got two key dates you just mentioned. That's the 28th of the 2nd, where the Chief Scientist recommendations are going to be uh, read out in Parliament. Is that what I'll you said? Report, they'll be reported, reported on as to whether they've been properly implemented or not. Yep. Yep. What action should people take with regard to that event, do you think? Is there anything uh, you're recommending? I, I don't think that's really an actionable event, but it's just something to be aware of and... And perhaps follow, there's a bit of a hashtag going on Twitter, in, uh, hashtag CSG inquiry, uh, for people to stay up to date on that one. And certainly if you Google chief scientist recommendations, you'll find a fair bit of information. Um, I can also give you a bit of info on that if you like. Sure. Always interested to find out more. Yeah, to put up. And if you go to Justin Fields' website, you can actually um, sign up to um, 
be kept in the loop with that. And he, he has got a sign-up form on his website, which is justinfield.org slash csg underscore moratorium underscore bill. I know okay. that um, URLs don't translate very well over the radio, so I'll send you that one as well. Put them up on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. So if people sign up to that, they'll be, they'll be kept up to date because that is a really important thing that's happening. And, um, and the third action is just the building awareness for the upcoming IPC, which with the Independent Planning Commission... I don't know if you know about that, but that's currently... Um, the Independent Planning Commission is currently under review by the government. Right. Because it appeared that it was too independent. <laughs> they should change its name. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously got confused. Somebody didn't give them the memo. <laughs> well, the mining lobby decided that they didn't like some of the decisions that were coming out of that, so <laughs> they lobbied for um, a review. So we're still waiting to find out what's going to happen with that, but it's likely that um, the submissions process might change slightly, be 20, it used to be 25 submissions to send something to the IPC, and I think it's going to be raised to 50 now, so right. we're not entirely sure how that's going to impact this particular campaign. Yeah, right, so but in terms of the IPC, uh, the, we're looking for them to... Um, uh, we're looking to make submissions to, the, to them regarding... Uh, this moratorium? Yes, yes, certainly, when the time comes. But what we're asking more so is that people actually come to Narrabri for that event. Yep. And um, it's going to be a pretty big occasion. I know that there's a lot of plans going to make it really fun for people. So, Right. Do we have any further details about that? There's something happening in Narrabri, but when? When is yeah, that? Yeah, well, we have to wait until they call the IPC. So ah, at the moment, we're in a bit of limbo land because it doesn't appear that Santos have actually provided a lot of information that was asked for so oh, we have no idea when it's going to be really it could be sometime in the next few weeks or it could be in the future so we just need to be prepared because once it starts to happen it'll happen very fast right. we may only get three weeks Joe, jo, make sure you keep us up to speed with that if you, if you hear of dates let us know so that we can put it out to people Oh, definitely. I'd love to come back on when that date gets announced and then I can fill you all in a bit more. Yeah, Excellent. Absolutely, absolutely. So the next thing we're looking at is the Kyogle uh, uh, workshop and yes. then perhaps Balina and Mullumbimby. You're going to fix dates for those and get them up on Facebook and we'll share the events that you create. Yes, um, great. And that'd be fantastic. And then, of course, we're looking at the, the chief scientists at the end of uh, February, uh, the, uh, the report on his recommendations. Yeah, that's going to be a key report because you can't have a gas plan without these recommendations. So let's see what happens in that space. And that's all building up towards uh, Justin Field's CSG moratorium bill, which is uh, looking to be before the Parliament by the 26th of the 3rd. Yes, that's right, and or the 2nd of April. But again, those dates aren't set in stone. Nothing's set in so. stone, but we're looking at around that time. Yeah. Um, so we need to be building momentum here in the community um, yeah. for people to take action to support all of that uh, as it goes forward. Yes, that'd be great. Fantastic. Well, we used to be engaged, didn't we, when the threat was here and local. Mm. Um, a lot of us oh, went yeah. from here down to the Pilliga to support the Pilliga actions as well. Mm. Hun oh, look, hundreds Northern of us. Rivers has been incredibly supportive of the Pilliga campaign. Uh, 
it, it has always helped out and I expect that that will be the case again once it all kicks off. Um, it's just letting people know that, you know, here we are and it's coming. So, yeah. Yes, well, we all sort of hoped it had gone away, didn't we? And we've all uh, left to let our guard down, but now it's back. And um, But it's something we must stop. So um, let's hope people will mobilise. Well, we definitely need to because we haven't got any legislative protections here on the Northern Rivers. All we've got is um, their word, which I don't really think that's good enough. <laughs> so, what, um, you, don't, you don't take the word of fossil fools? <laughs> really? You know, we, we do have key resources under soil here that are worth a lot of money so um, yeah. I don't think we can expect them to um, stop drooling over it mm, No, they can keep drooling but is the money worth the trouble? That's that's the, bottom, yeah. that's the, the equation they have to make isn't it? And in the end they said no last time yeah. but we need to push that out so that the, uh, this, the this state of New South Wales becomes a, a yeah, CSG gas free gas. and then the Northern Rivers will be permanently safe uh, in that way, when we get that legislation through of Justin Fields, uh, then we can start looking at uh, the permanent safety of the whole state, not just the Northern Rivers, can't we? Well, that would be excellent. Yep. Yep. Sounds like a good outcome. You were going to talk to me about the uh, NWPA uh, fundraiser. Now, just before you do, you've you rattled off that uh, acronym. Can you tell everybody what NWPA stands for? Oh, that stands for Northwest Protection Advocacy. Okay. Can you tell um, us more about Northwest Protection a, Advocacy? Yep, yeah, sure. It, it's a small grassroots group. We formed in 2017 at the behest of Maria Rickard from Caliga Pottery. I don't know if you've heard of Maria. She's a pretty amazing lady. Um, So we're just grassroots volunteers, basically, and we we formed a group. um, We saw some gaps, and we thought we would try to fill those gaps. So coming up to all this IPC, we decided to launch a crowdfunder, and it's on chuffed.org. Again, I can put this link on the page because it's a bit of a long one. That'd be great. Yeah, um, do that. Thanks. Yeah, and we're just trying to raise some money there so that we can actually go and do some really good community-orientated um, things in Narrabri. Yep. Yeah, amongst some other very interesting things. Yeah, <laughs> good. It all sounds very interesting. I mean, there's there's a, an inc- a growing sense of uh, unease and uh, betrayal out in western New South Wales, isn't there, with the uh, the, the water systems uh, under such crisis uh, in general that uh, people are are obviously alarmed at the prospect of having their water contaminated by uh, this 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 fossil fuel uh, development. Oh, most certainly. Look, lots of people identify it as the number one risk. It's a threat to water. Mm. And, um, yeah, it it really is something that needs to be stopped because you, you can't have gas near water. It's just not going to work. Mm. Well, not only does it um, pump a lot of the water out of the ground in producing the gas, it also um, stands or runs... Well, it's not a risk. It's an absolute certainty of um, polluting the groundwater um, in that major artesian basin and maybe for you know, forever? Quite possibly, yes. I mean, um, these risks are pretty huge. With, with, the, um, with the waste, for instance, I'll give you a figure here in a moment if I can find it. I think it's a 400,000 plus tonnes of, of toxic salts waste that they really have no solution to deal with. So where's all that going to end up mm. you know and this is one of the questions that santos um refused to address 
even though the EPA did ask them. So we still, as community, don't know what's going to happen with that waste. Yes. Well, we do know that they, they'd like to pump it into our aquifers and we do know that, uh, that uh, Scummo, the Scummo regime have just offered them a $2 billion dri- bribe to, have, uh, to, to, to somehow couple this uh, bridge to nowhere uh, with, with our transition to renewable prosperity, haven't they? So yes. there's a big fight on our hands, Joe. Look, we will definitely want to hear from you again. Uh, keep us up to date with what's going on and uh, come back on the show as soon as we've got uh, more developments, hey? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. And I'll drop some links on the page and people can follow them through. And, yeah, please get in touch if you'd, if you'd like me to host a workshop for you. Yes, that's right. Anybody out there who's interested in getting one of these workshops in their local area, give us a contact uh, either through Environmental as Anything Facebook page or look up Joe, uh, Jojo, no CSG Holden on Facebook. And uh, you can, you know, uh, she will be uh, very helpful, won't you? Yes, I will. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, Joe. That's great. We've got uh, Bruce Robertson coming up next to talk about the big picture with gas, Uh, and uh, so we're going to we're featuring gas today. I think we might be able to uh, help uh, get the get people aware of the problem again. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Joe. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. Wow, that's alarming. It's back. And and kind of exciting. There's uh, there's opportunities there for us to actually finish uh, what we started six seven years ago with the CSG campaign in this region and uh, push it uh, to the level where it's, this is a statewide uh, decision that's finally made to uh, to declare this ridiculous uh, toxic bridge to nowhere a a, a dead letter and uh, and to have it have it done with. Well, they they will keep fighting the vested interests, so I don't think we'll see the end of it here, but um, we have to keep fighting. We do. We do. Well, I'm going to go to a uh, another break, and then we'll come back, hopefully, with uh, Bruce Robertson to talk about the, uh, the, the big picture with gas. Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental as Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future, we're hand in hand. 